Welcome to the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability Podcast Series. And today we're visiting with Adam Eggleston and Alex Martin from Madeira Outdoor and Wilderness Culture. Hey, Adam. Hey, Alex. Hey, how's, how's it going? going? Great. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Pretty good. I'm really excited to talk about planting trees and getting to the outdoors. And uh, before diving in, let me just do a little introduction for each of you two so that our audience uh, has a little sense of your background. So uh, Adam Eggleston was born and raised in Idaho. He lived in Chile for two years doing service work and graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in human biology. Adam started Madeira Outdoor during the last semester of college because he was inspired by the woods he lived in during the summers in Jackson Hole, working as an unofficial arborist. I love the unofficial part of that arborist. Uh, he got into that hustle, his term, because he had a truck he used as an over-the-cab camper, and when not living in the camper, he would cut and sell deadwood to locals to heat their homes in the winter and reduce the risk of wildfire in the summer. Madeira Outdoor is an extension of that work, but instead of cutting trees, Adam and the Madeira team plant trees for humanitarian purposes, and we'll hear a lot more about that. Alex Martin went to Old Dominion University until his junior year, where he studied economics before dropping out to pursue an opportunity in New York City. He originally wanted to be an investment banker, but started an email marketing company while in college, which set him on a very different trail. In 2011, Alex saw a big opportunity for social media and began testing strategies to virally grow online communities. It took him about three years and countless hours to figure it out, and that's when he started Wilderness Culture. He endured three failed business attempts prior to landing on Wilderness Culture in 2014. So Alex lives in Virginia Beach, and Adam is in San Jose, and uh, guys, it is such a great uh, pleasure and opportunity to uh, be able to speak with you today. Thanks so much for joining the show. Yeah, privilege to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, indeed. So I'm so excited to dive right in and, and cut to the chase and uh, share with our audience what an amazing things you guys are doing with your business model in terms of helping uplift people around the world and helping to resolve several uh, interrelated environmental and ecological challenges. And uh, by way of kind of framing this up, could you describe what is the business model and, and what is the, the work you're doing through uh, Madeira? Yeah, so <clears throat> our business model uh, is always, I've never really started the business as a way to, uh, to make money and to be, you know, like to, put being, to put money in my own pocket. And I've told Alex this in some of our conversations, but I wouldn't, have, I really would have been fine if we would have started Madeira as a nonprofit because I just think that the humanitarian aid and you know environmental impact that companies can have, you know, on the on the positive side is is so is so big and it's like it's so untouched in retail space. Um, sorry, I'm outside, and so you'll, you'll hear some motorcycles and stuff passing by. But um, yeah, the uh, the business model at Madeira is to, um, you know, for every product that we sell, we plant trees. And that's actually, we have a page on our website that talks about how planting trees is kind of the face of the business. It's really just the tip of the iceberg because um, 
there is a lot more humanitarian aid that, uh, that happens other than planting trees because, um, uh, you know, uh, the life of a tree uh, has so many ways to benefit people and animals that uh, we've put uh, the principles of tree planting and nitrogen fixation and forest gardens into play in, in countries in sub-Saharan Africa that are third world countries and, you know, poverty stricken. And then uh, we've partnered up with Trees for the Future, who uh, they are the ones, they have a team down there who are teaching the locals how to uh, take care of their crops and whatnot and eventually yield some pretty amazing results uh, for them and, you know, their entire sphere of life. And ultimately, the end goal is to, you know, lift them out of poverty and allow them to be self-sustaining through trees. And it works. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, Adam, I love how one of the ways you frame this for your customers is that if they're buying, for example, a hammock, you'll plant two trees and often we're hanging a hammock between two trees. So there's such a beautiful uh, symmetry there. And, uh, and Alex, I'm wondering if you might add to that and, and uh, enhance the uh, description there from your perspective with uh, wilderness culture. Yep. So Wilderness Culture, we're, we're an online magazine and like informational platform. Um, our whole mission is to get people outdoors and to do it responsibly and respectfully. Um, so we partner with brands and individuals and um, companies and nonprofits who kind of share those same values. Um, you know, we filter everything through uh, pretty much three things. It's like people, which is a community, um, protecting the planet, and then um, pursuing quality. So those are kind of, that's our filter points. Great, I love it. People, planet, quality. Yep. Excellent. And you know, those of us, uh, some of our network in the Wyand Earth community are incredibly knowledgeable and expert uh, in the realm of material sciences, in the realm of uh, industrial engineering, in the realm of uh, business models and, and economic strategies. and quality ends up being such a key when we're talking about stewardship and sustainability overcoming this kind of throw away cheap um, uh, culture that, that we've seen for the last several decades so it's awesome to have that emphasis yeah and we we try to go we try to like uh with our community we just you know everyone has to buy stuff but we want them to be conscious about what they're buying so it's kind of like conscious consumerism is what we we try to encourage people to do yeah yeah, I love it. Well, I want to mention too for our audience, I know many of whom are in Colorado or might even want to make the trip. Uh, we're going to be doing a very special collaborative event on Saturday, August 31st in Boulder, Colorado at the Highland City Club from 2 to 5 p.m. with Madera Outdoor. And, and we're going to be doing biodynamic soil activation. We're going to be connecting with a bunch of the Madera ambassadors and we're going to be planting trees if the uh, if the baby tree starts from the nursery we work with are available. Uh, so it's going to be a fabulous time to come together in community to celebrate and to work toward these social and environmental goals together. So I just wanted to make sure in the, up front in the show to get that uh, info out so folks can put that on their calendar, August 31st. Um, Labor Day weekend. What's that? Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Some will be in town, some out of town. We already know there are going to be some folks here from Switzerland visiting. I heard about oh, that. Nice. Today. It, should, it should be a lot of fun. Um, 
So you, you mentioned, uh, you know, we're, we're, we all have to buy something at some point and the opportunity to choose quality is, is such a huge part of our conscious consumerism, using our, our demand, that superpower to affect positive change worldwide. So on that note, will you guys share with us the, uh, the many wonderful products that you have available? Yeah, so um, Madeira is an outdoor, we've kind of, we've stuck along the lines of uh, lightweight backpacking gear. And that's kind of what, that's kind of the group that we try and keep all of our products in. And so uh, when we first started, we started with uh, regular camping hammocks and those did really well. We sold those for a couple of years. And we recently, um, this is one of our newer products. These are our art hammocks. <laughs> nice. And uh, anyways, they have art on them by a pro skier and a professional muralist. They painted these together. And so you're able to get in the minds of, of like a pro skier and a pro muralist, but we have all sorts of uh, other, uh, you know, the whole point is to get people out in nature and which is why Wilderness Culture and Madeira is such a great partnership. Um, but yeah, we have all sorts of other products as well. We have lightweight sleeping pads, you know, that are, you know, I, 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 I compare it to the gear that I took on my 50 milers when I was a kid. Um, I can fit into a day pack now. You know, like I can take all that stuff ultra light and it still does the job. So, yeah, we have sleeping bags, headlamps, sleeping pads, um, backpacks, and we're working on all sorts of other gear like blankets and uh, travel, travel packs like uh, cubes to organize your stuff. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of uh, other products. We have all the hammock accessories, uh, hammock straps and whatnot so for anyone who wants to check out uh the the gear and look at uh making some purchases and getting some trees planted they can go to madeiraoutdoor.com is that right is that the best way to check that out yep and if you want to check out the art hammocks it's madeiraoutdoor.com forward slash art yeah excellent cool what is your uh, what is your your favorite of all the products you have? What's your favorite, and what what do most people seem to get excited about? Um, I I really like these art hammocks. A yeah, lot. those are my favorite too. I get excited about those. Yeah, I I look at them and I just know how perfectly like they're so appealing to like my brain <laughs> yeah well and those art hammocks too every time i look at them i feel like i see something new yeah oh cool there's, there's so much on them that uh i mean they did so much detail in those hammocks that every time you look at it you just see a new uh you know piece of art come out of it it's it's pretty impressive and did they do the designs originally like on on paper or canvas or digitally how how did that process evolve uh, no, they actually started, they painted, um, they painted on a four by eight sheet of plywood, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't have the, I have one here that's called the Stealthy Marmot. I didn't, I have one hammock called the Stealthy Marmot. I don't have it here, but part of it, they, they actually just didn't paint anything. And behind it is just the wood, you know, kind of the grain, the texture. Cool. And that's, you don't notice that when it's printed because it just looks like they painted that too, but it's actually just a, you're actually looking at an image, uh, a high resolution image of a four by eight sheet of plywood. So it's not even, 
the image is, this is like a JPEG image, you know? Yeah, super cool. That's great. Well, it's it's such a compelling and uh, interesting way to enhance the you know the the gear that we're carrying with us out into the wilderness. And of course, at the Wild Earth Community, one of our five key action pillars is nature connection and the importance of making that direct, intimate relationship connection with the natural living world. Of course, it gives us all kinds of benefits physically, emotionally, psychologically, science is increasingly able to detect, understand, measure this sort of thing. And it also, I think, helps us as modern humans to become better stewards of this living planet when we actually have direct relationship with yeah. the, uh, the magnificence of the forests of those natural living landscapes. That that reminds me. So my wife is a is a is a doctor. She's an OBGYN resident at Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. Anyways, um, there was this one area where we were doing a. Uh, she was doing actually OB rotation. No, I don't remember what rotation she was doing. Actually, she was doing a rotation, and um, one of the doctors said to her, and this is just kind of along the lines of like the what the forest can bring people and what nature can bring people but he said to her he's like some people take pills for depression every day and he's like i instead of that i take myself out to lunch and so like madeira and also wilderness culture we really focus on and we we have core values on the importance of self-care and relation yep. to uh to the earth and that's actually one of the things that these art hammocks really shows and the, that the artists are really passionate about and that they'll mention is that you know they show the connection between they have these icons mother nature and father winter and it, how they connect through the waves the animals weather humans and all things living sorry to interrupt. and I, I think it's uh, cool to point out too like uh you don't have to like go on some like crazy big backpacking trip to to really experience, you know, um, you know, that good feeling you get when you're outside. Like, uh, when I was in San Jose with Adam last week, uh, we would just work all day and then, uh, go hit the mountain biking trails in the evenings or on Saturday. And that, that was like some of the best memories. Like that was so much fun. Like, and we were just, you know, out there for a few hours riding mountain bikes, screaming down the hill and you just feel so much better after that. So, yeah. 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 I absolutely love that you know and I find too I actually lived in New York City for a while and when we're in these pretty intense urban environments often there are parks not too far away yeah that, uh, we can go and find ourselves a cool little nook and just yeah. hang out for a while like this whole yeah. notion of forest bathing Shinrin Yoku that tradition coming from the Japanese culture um, you know we don't for, for some of us I know even getting on a bike might seem a little intimidating yeah and, Nevertheless, there are so many different ways we can be connecting with nature, and you're absolutely right. It doesn't necessarily mean we're on a on a 20-day backpacking excursion up in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah, on the Appalachian Trail. Exactly. Although the wilderness stuff's fun too. I just did a five-day backpack with my son Hunter up in the uh, Indian Peaks wilderness. And it was oh, nice! Absolutely fabulous. We had is stuff. that is that out by like uh, Iceberg Lake or I Ice Lake? No, I don't know that one. We were at Jasper Lake for a couple of days. Okay, nice, yeah. Fishing and uh, Island Lake. Have you heard of that Island Lake? No, not right where that, we. That were. one. Okay, yeah, it's beautiful. It's in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, well, I've never been. I've just seen pictures. It's it's on my list. 
<laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, when you guys are out this way, uh, we'll have to do a little hike or, or yeah. a little excursion somewhere. For sure. One of the things I really admire about your model and want to spend some time sharing with our audience is the way you're impacting these communities, these cultures in other parts of the world. Um, and the, the, the Trees for the Future program, it's just awesome and it's so inspiring and it, it's so fabulous that we can not only get these high quality products for our own uh, nature connection practices, but by doing this, by shopping with you all at Madeira, we can actually be helping other people all around the world and helping other uh, environments and ecosystems in, in other places. So will you give us a picture of what this looks like and, and how you're doing this work? Yeah. Um, so the agreement that we, the partnership that we have set up between Madeira and Trees for the Future is a pay for sale agreement. So what happens is, you know, when we, uh, at the end of the month, we'll go through and calculate, well, we have a spreadsheet, we export all of our orders, and then we, you know, we count, we're like, okay, hammock, two trees, shirt, one tree, whatever, you know, assign the trees to the products, and we figure out how much money we owe Trees for the Future. And so Trees for the Future then takes our donation, and uh, they, they use that, the resources to, to buy um, seeds, to buy tools and to, you know, get people on the ground and volunteering to, to um, teach the people in Sub-Saharan Africa the sustainable practices. Um, that's probably, yeah, about the most uh, basic snapshot of it, but it's such a complex mission. Trees for the Future is, is so dedicated and so, you know, willing to, to help these people out. The, the ultimate goal of this is to decrease the socioeconomic gap that exists. Um, I've, I've traveled all over the world. I've been to Israel. I've been to you know, Central America, South America, even Indonesia. We went to Bali. And um, it's, just, it's just amazing to me, like, how luxurious our lives here are here in the United States. And I often think like, would that be possible if there wasn't socioeconomic inequality? You know, if we had people who would work, if we didn't have people who would work for really cheap, you know, if, you know, I always wonder that. And so it's really good to, because I do, I mean, Capitalism is a, it's a beautiful uh, double-edged sword, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and <clears throat> I've often wondered, like, uh, without, you know, people standing up for their dignity and, you know, earning what they are worth or what, if, you know, if there was like, yeah, I, if people were, um, would work in, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but I think I was going to, uh, if everybody made, I think, I think what, what I'm trying to get at is I think everybody needs to work and they need to earn their keep, you know? Yeah. Like I believe, I, I don't think that there should be handouts. I don't, I mean, handouts 
I've done I've done service missions where we give handouts to people, and we come back a a year later and there's nothing to show, you know, from what we did because the people didn't use what we gave them, you know. Yeah. So, so that's why I think that this mission is so important because um, because it's actually you know giving something for the people to to measure and grow themselves and and actually in turn produce fruits in the literal sense. Yeah, yeah. It's so powerful. You know, I know many of us are going to be familiar with the uh, the old parable and story about uh, teaching a man to fish instead of giving a hungry man a fish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when you have through Trees for the Future, you have people who are planting these forest gardens. Silviculture is a term that some folks will be familiar with. Uh, that through which they can feed themselves, get some additional products to sell at market, feed their livestock. Not only are they getting these important economic and social benefits, they are also part of an entire global movement of landscape restoration and soil regeneration. And we know along that sub-Saharan African region in, in Africa there, that there is so much work being done to halt the advance of the Sahara Desert and to build soils and to restore forest ecosystems. It's happening on other continents as well. And it's one of the great big movements that's underway to help deal with some of the complex uh, systemic challenges we're facing as a planet, like climate change and some of these other uh, related impacts that we're seeing. And so it's such a beautiful win-win-win and as, as we're seeing, there are definitely some structural inequalities built into the global marketplace the way that it is currently constructed. There's no doubt about that. And uh, anybody who would argue that, I would, I would have to suggest is either wholly misinformed or is not being genuine in his or her perspective. And uh, we have a lot of work to do to, to close that gap. And certainly cultivating a sense of... Uh, self-reliance in a sustainable context is one of the most important tools we have uh, to work with our brothers and sisters all around the world on this incredibly important issue. So it's uh, just wonderful what you guys are doing in the way that you're, you're helping spread awareness on the one hand and also send those critical resources uh, in addition. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about your, your ambassador program, because this is also super cool and interesting. And I think, you know, we're seeing more and more models adopting this kind of network theory approach to, to marketing and messaging. And um, I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, I met one of your ambassadors, Heather, uh, just the other day. It was fabulous meeting her, and we're so excited to be collaborating with her for the upcoming event on the 31st. And I'm, I'm wondering if you could just tell us a bit about the ambassador framework. How does that work? How can other people plug into it? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, an ambassador is a person who brings new ideas to new places. And uh, for the past three years, that's what, um, that's basically what our business model has been. So, I mean, uh, we've had hundreds of thousands of people apply to be brand ambassadors. And uh, so basically what the system looks like, looks like is we have, uh, you know, you apply to become a brand ambassador and then uh, we accept all of all who are interested in promoting a good cause because why would we ever not want somebody to help 
plant trees and further our mission. And so we bring them on and uh, what we do is we ask that they invest in our brand because, um, I mean, you can't really tell your friends to, you know, to purchase a product and, and to purchase a mission uh, or contribute to a mission, better said, if, if they don't know anything about like what the company does. And we are a products business. And so, you know, we do require that you make a purchase, but um, anybody who applies and, and makes a purchase, we give them a bunch of free gear too. So um, there's lots of perks that way. We give them a lifetime discount. And actually I wanted to, I did want to mention that um, we've actually changed, made these uh, massive changes in our ambassador program. Um, because before we were just, um, for the past couple of years, we've just kind of been like uh, pushing ads really hard to, to get people to apply to our brand ambassador program. And uh, our ambassadors have, you know, recently spoken up and they're like, hey, we, uh, we don't feel like you guys are hearing us. And um, that was, you know, I, I've kind of learned to deal with adversity in business and to not take it personally. But this actually was something that really, uh, you know, touched me because I really want, I really have wanted ambassadors to, to like be really passionate about our brand but i realized that there was a major flaw on our end and that's that we weren't you know involving them and we weren't informing them enough of the processes and that's actually one of the reasons why we uh, brought alex on with wilderness culture so he can help uh you know revamp that program and so um one of the things that we're doing now with the ambassador program we've we've changed up our entire business model actually because of because our ambassadors are so key. They're the sturdy branches of the business. So um, we used to have a big, we used to have a discount model, which, you know, meant we had really high prices and really big discounts. So we switched that up so that ambassadors can share with their friends a lot easier and just say, go check it out. Their products are reasonably priced. And, you know, I mean, obviously we'll still offer you know, discounts and promotions and whatnot, but that's not going to be as frequent as it was before. So that was a huge thing that we did to change up our ambassador program. Um, just make it easier for people to, to come to the site and, and learn about our products, learn about our mission. Uh, the other thing that we've done is we've created a reward system where people can get rewarded for doing good not just like sharing about our brand because ultimately sharing about sharing about madera is is doing good but we want to do we want to reward people for doing things like planting trees and um so we've created a loyalty rewards program where people can you know submit that kind of stuff that's a lot of that is in the works right now but um that's kind of our vision of what it's going to be and it's it's pretty close to uh to completion um alex and his team are working on that and uh you know there's uh there's been a lot like people have asked us about our supply chain in china and so i went over there my wife and i took a trip over there and we saw the entire process because we want to have more brand transparency and we want to tell our story and that's something that we haven't done very well you know and so that's why uh we do traveled to China so we could get footage and, and show people the faces of the, of the people who are making our products. And that's why we're doing this event with, with Why on Earth and with other 
other organizations, you know, like I, I came to find that there was a critical flaw in our, in our ambassador program. And it wasn't the ambassador program that needed to change. It was me and it was the people that I was working with. And so I had to get rid of the people on our team that didn't share the vision and bring on people who would. And, you know, ultimately it's been a, a rough transition. Um, but it's, uh, I know that we're headed in the right direction because we are, we're, we're doing, we're taking all the right steps and we're trying to build that customer trust up and, um, really like make a positive difference in the world. So that's a, <laughs> that's our ambassador program. Alex, did you have anything you want to add to that? Um, no, I mean, we're, our big thing now is like, uh, you know, focusing more on the mission, coming up with goals, like how many trees do we want to plant? Um, so that's kind of the direction we're going as well as um, creating more communities around the ambassadors. So it's like, we want to dive into, um, you know, dividing the ambassadors up into like, you know, Hey, the, these ambassadors like to go climbing. So you guys can all go climbing together. These ambassadors, um, you know, like to go mountain biking or surfing. Um, so kind of outside that we want more like just community, um, you know, uh, mission focus goals. Um, that, that's where we're going to like, you know, that's where we see the brand going. So, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Well, I really, I really appreciate that you guys both, uh, share with so much authenticity and candor, the mistakes you've made, the learnings you've had. And that's obviously such an essential part of the entrepreneurial process. It's essential to community leadership and to be able to share that openly, I think only invites and empowers others to do more of that kind of learning and sharing themselves. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful gesture. You know, I, I wanna make sure we uh, get all of our uh, logistical information out to everybody. So let me just make a quick set of announcements. We are speaking with Adam Eggleston and Alex Martin from Madeira Outdoor and Wilderness Culture. And uh, on August 31st, Saturday, 2019, at the Highland City Club Gardens in Boulder, beautiful, exquisite property, if you haven't been there, uh, from 2 to 5 p.m., the Wyan Earth Community and Madera Outdoor are hosting a wonderful soil activation and tree planting uh, celebration for the community. So please join us. Um, and to get more information and to do some shopping, you can go to MaderaOutdoor.com to, to hear and check out more about the uh, beautiful custom art hammocks. You can do that with backslash art, MaderaOutdoor.com backslash art. On Facebook, you can connect in with um, Madera Outdoor. And uh, on Instagram, it's Madera underscore outdoor. And uh, I want to be sure to mention that this is the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And this series is made possible through the generous support of several organizations, and that includes Madeira, Patagonia, the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, Wele Waters, Purium, Equal Exchange, the Association of Waldorf Schools of North America, Earth Coast Productions, and most especially, a growing number of folks uh, giving through our monthly giving program. And you can go to whyonearth.org 
uh, hit the donate tab and you'll be able to join the monthly giving program at whatever level works for you. When you join, we'll send you special codes to download free copies of all the ebook and audiobook resources and you can share that with friends too. So that's a beautiful uh, exchange there. And guys, I, we never actually covered this before uh, re recording, but if Why on Earth is becoming a, an ambassador, or if I am, is there like a code or something we should share with folks that um, they can use if they want to make that connection? Uh, yeah, um, we can just do some, what's a simple code that you um, guys? Why on Earth is an awesome one, that's straightforward. Yeah, we can just do uh, why on earth for 20% off. Uh, that's that would be all of our full price products. So that's that's great. So yeah, we'll just tell. Go ahead, go ahead, Adam. I was just gonna say why on earth for 20% off. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So we'll just make sure everyone knows about all that too. Um, and I'll put this in the show notes for everybody as well. And um, join us on the 31st. And uh, we're probably also going to be doing some other events around the country, it sounds like, in the coming months. So we'll keep everyone informed of that um, as well. So, guys, we've got just a couple minutes left. And I just I want to thank you both, Alex and Adam, for joining us on the show today. And uh, before we head out, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience about the future or, you know, some sort of a inspirational message that, that you would like to kind of leave us with as we uh, conclude for today? Um, I mean, for me, I, I think that in, you know, the craziness of life, I've just found so much like great things in the outdoors. I mean, meeting people, awesome people, uh, meeting people like Adam through, through this industry and through, um, you know, uh, camping and hiking. I mean, the amount of relationships and people that I've met, um, I, I would just say like, if you're, you know, not, if you haven't tried camping, you haven't gone hiking, like, you know, find a group, find our ambassadors, what they're doing, you know, get around those people and just, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. And I second what Alex said. Um, I, uh, recently, you know, my wife had a, uh, her, her cousin passed away. who's was our age. And, uh, I, I, uh, I mean, what kind of, advice do you give to her parents you know and it's hard as like a you know 28 year old to to give people who are twice your age you know advice but i i sat down and told them i think that the best way to heal with your son's passing or whatever you know like pro, um problem or you know trial you're going through in life i think that's through human connection whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you know, I think that building community is so important as humans, we're social, social beings and we need to be around people and we need to be, you know, we need to find people who have that, you know, who share our, uh, our passions and, and our dreams. And that makes us so much more successful. So. Absolutely beautiful from both you guys connect with nature, connect with people. Thank you so much. It's been a real joy visiting with you both today, Alex and Adam. Thanks for joining the show and uh, really looking forward to collaborating with you. And yep. to, uh, we're, we're very excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Indeed. We'll see you on the 31st. See you on the 31st. Awesome. Mm -hmm.